0: Well there isn't anything better to have than the problems with worth solving. The kind of incredible physical being that these people take. and you can go after it. 12,
1: 14, 16 hours, you're wet, you're cold,
0: Welcome back to Crestor, A Purposeful Life, Driven by Endurance. It's Pat and Dan, back with episode 11 after a long holiday break. About five weeks, I believe. Isn't that right, Pat?
1: Yeah, at or near.
0: At or near. And we are excited to get back into talking about some achieving goals and conquering challenges and just living life and and sharing, sharing everything with you guys. So... Before we jump into the rest of the show, we're gonna do our "quote unquote" weekly wrap up, which encompasses multiple weeks here, and we'll uh, kick it off with Pat. Let us know how your intervening weeks since uh, basically the start of December have gone. Um, certainly filled. Uh, it was it was a lot.
1: Um, uh, was able to you know venture out west to go see my oldest brother and his family, um, which obviously is not as easy to. Uh, get out there but um it was it was good to see my nieces and nephews um and uh man they're growing like weeds and they're getting so smart and uh just developing these personalities and it was it was cool to see um you know i remember as a kid i'd wake up at you know four in the morning christmas morning but uh these kids were like getting up at like 7 a.m. and I was like, Where are the kids? I was on the couch that, that morning and I was, I was up at 5 a.m. waiting for Santa. Of course um, you were. Yeah, you know, because I'm still a kid and I don't plan on uh, changing that. But, it's uh, be. yeah, man. Um, so yeah, got out there, uh, spent some time with family. Um, and then, uh, you know, during that time, I was able to, me and my brother, we were able to get away and go do a trail run um, out there in the mountains near, uh, he's out in like, you know, the South Bay Area, um, Palo Alto where Stanford is. And man, um, to get some actual mountains and trails was, it was, it was nice. Um, certainly still so I've been a in, uh, yeah, it really has, you know. They got that extra oxygen out there. It's easy running out there. Um, but yeah, still in my extended taper since the marathon, which has been beautiful. Um, yeah, I did that. Uh, kept doing some runs. Um, but yeah, went out there with my mother, which is really nice. And then uh, following that, I had a little uh, me time trip where I met up with one of my old classmates and his best friend from uh, his childhood. And we headed up to um, the White Mountains in New Hampshire, and uh, took away, stepped away from running, and got into this thing called hiking, which is beautiful, <laughs> which is a form of trail running um, if you're smart about it. Because every road runner soon learns that uh, it's okay to walk once you transform to a trail runner. Uh, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, got out there and. Uh, it was my birthday. I turned 31 on, uh, the 29th and, um, yeah, happy we went, birthday. thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, I still feel 21, which is, um, which is good. Yeah. And I was out there, you know, hiking. It was actually my first, first, uh, trip hiking and staying overnight on in the mountains, actually like setting up tent and man, it was so cool. Um, we had planned to be out there three nights, um, but, due to just, you know, some weather rolling in. Um, Mount Washington's pretty unpredictable, and um, we decided to, you know, pull back a day and uh, not get um, just completely rained on and have these 50-pound packs just soaked. And, you know, I enjoy embracing the chaos, but, you know, to a certain degree it's There's only so much chaos that you want yeah, to Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So, like, it was the... 68 mile an hour sustained winds on the peak were pretty gnarly, and I absolutely loved it. And the understanding of yeah. working your layers and when to have them on and when to have them off, and you know, just that the instinct of survival was it was cool. Um, did that, and then uh, I've you know, I'm starting to get back into um, my running now. Uh, so had a little before I went on break. I signed up for these, it's called the Tywater Strider striders distance series. Um, and okay. it's, it's about four races that help build you up into the shamrock marathon, which takes place here in Virginia beach. I'm not doing shamrock. Um, I'm, I think I had already mentioned I'm running Boston in April and, uh, I had the first distance series was this past Saturday. So, um, Ultimately, it was good. Uh, I went out first three miles, did about five fifty, uh, and then I was I wasn't feeling completely like my coach had told me going in. He's like, "Hey, you're you know you're getting back into it. All I've been doing is like zone two, nice and slow runs." Um, it had probably been what two months since I'd done any type of tempo, so. Yeah. I kind of throttled back to like a 6.15 pace, and it felt very, very comfortable, Um, which was was nice. Um, Unfortunately, around mile two, or sorry, not mile two, mile four, uh, my left calf started talking to me. And uh, I got this little, like, shock, um, which then developed into a slight cramp on my inner left thigh, or not thigh, but calf. And then that kind of started to work its way up into my hamstring. Um, So immediately my thought is, all right, my stride's longer than it normally has been. So the muscles are being stretched a little bit longer. So, uh, but it wasn't, I've felt a pulled muscle before and it wasn't to that extent. So um, what I ended up focusing up on was increasing my stride or not increasing my stride, sorry, increasing my rate. Um, so I just picked up my RPMs. And, yep. uh, you know, for the last two, I, I maintained, you know, um, not as much discomfort, which is good. And uh, <laughs> I was actually able to kind of pick it up towards the end. My last mile, I think I went back to like a 553. Um, so, yeah, I... You know, I, I stepped away from that little time trial a little bit injured. Um, but luckily, uh, you know, we have friends and I was able to get some dry needling, um, the next day and, oh man, it was so painful, but it was so rewarding. (laughs) Uh, today is the, today is three days removed from the dry needling. And, um, I have been able to run, um, the every day following Sunday, which has been nice and wow. I'm starting to feel good. Um, the muscle was extremely tight, uh, literally, uh, our peers wife who was clinically certified, uh, to do dry needling probably needled the same area of my calf for, Fifteen to twenty minutes, and continued to wow. get releases. Uh, <laughs> extremely painful, and walking around was uh, a sight to see in itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sitting here, and I'm 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 feeling pretty good. So,
0: I've got a question for you, Pat. Yeah, please. So, so you're you're uh, not quite injury coming out of that that time trial. What do you What do you hypothesize that that was a result of do you think it was it was you know leftover stress from the marathon do you think it was uh the extended break over the holidays do you have any idea of what what maybe had led to that
1: yeah so i um i would say it was probably more of over the holidays because my flexibility itself um you know i felt pretty strong but I hadn't done any type of, like, you know, tempo-type work sure. going into this race, um, and it probably would have been smarter of myself to do some type of strides uh, either day prior or a couple of days before that, uh, you know, because, <clears throat> um, you know, flexibility is one thing. You're... Um, you know, at different points of the day, you're kind of loosened up and you touch your toes. And I really wasn't, you know, paying attention to when I was like, oh, I feel loose. Um, yeah. But I think it was more just, you know, not being being so removed from um, that that stride. I actually did have a little sign the day before. I think I did like a the fastest mile was like a 730, a uh, little four mile kicker outer the day before yeah knife i felt a little tension in my left calf which you know now looking back i should have paid attention to it a little bit more because um you know i had no trouble with my left calf at all during my whole marathon build up it was actually my right um and for it to bark like that um looking back one i should have probably stretch that given that calf a little bit more attention following that run um and that definitely would have led to probably i probably wouldn't have had the episode i had during that little um time trial um and two yeah. i uh maybe shouldn't have done the time trial and maybe gone and done some yoga instead and just a long slow run um but luckily I, uh, I have a little bit of experience. I kind of feel it during the race where I didn't completely pull back and just start walking. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know what that brings to mind?
1: Yeah. No, I actually uh, don't know what it brings to mind, but
0: I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> so the total, total tangent here, but, um, just, just thinking about like the, the whole argument about, you know, how, how fitness can, can break down your body in ways and, um uh, there's a lot of science and, and debate around that uh, that whole topic, but the fact that you know you're having you're having these uh, complications on an, on a time trial is uh, is unfortunate. But uh, you know the average person who maybe doesn't work out having having complications day to day with with issues with their body, you know you think about that, and it it turns out regardless of what you're doing in life. Whether it's it's through rigorous fitness, like like you're talking about, or you know a more sedentary lifestyle, like it turns out that um, you end up having having little niggles that you have to deal with uh, throughout your your day to day, and it's it's fortuitous that that you're having you know calf tightness while you're running six <laughs> miles <laughs> minute miles or sub six minute miles in a time trial instead of uh, you know dealing with back pain or something because you don't work out. And I don't know, it just it just makes me appreciate the uh, the problems of fitness and, and kind of lessens the scope of it all, if that makes sense.
1: No, I agree 100%. Um, and actually, uh, something I wanted to point out that was it was pretty cool. Um, so I had gotten the dry kneeling, right? Um, and when a muscle is injured, the body naturally pushes blood to that area correct right Right? so needling you're putting these little microfiber punctures into the muscle so the body sends blood to it and it's extremely sensitive right so if you try to take a roller to it or you just try to massage it yourself it's extremely sensitive um Well that after, so I think I got the needle in around 1230 and then around 430 that afternoon I went and did a cold dip. Um, for anyone that's not aware of what a cold dip is, uh, in the winter months when the water temperature gets, you know, below 50 degrees or so, um, you can go and submerge your body, whether it's from your calf down, your neck down or anything in between. Um, kind of the understanding of what this cold dip does is your body's natural instinct is to take your blood and bring it towards your core to protect you know your organs um well i didn't really think about this i just wanted to do the cold dip because i i find it helps me with my recoveries um and you know um other reasons building brown fat etc but what was, um, you know, in the, in the moment when you're cold dipping, you're just like, I am freezing. Why am I doing this? Remember it's (laughs) for, to make you better. And, uh, then you like your timer, which rule of thumb is like 11 minutes per week should be your goal. So I hit like seven minutes. I stepped out of the water and my, thought at the point at that moment is like all right dry off get the wet clothes off get dry clothes on you're kind of actually in like a survival type mode which is neat in itself um yeah you know and then i start walking back to the car we get in the car heat's warming up and then i'm like you know i'm out of this instinctual mode and more just kind of like hey what's been going on lately and it comes to my mind that like my leg doesn't hurt my hamstring doesn't hurt like it just feels normal and i want to say and you know i'm not clinically certified to but just from that personal experience myself because i did the cold dipping it actually pulled the blood that had all spooled in the area in which had been trigger pointed or dry and released it back into my abdominals which released the muscle um and it felt great i i really do think that actually helped with the um, the healing process itself. So I know in college we would do this thing where we would jump in the cold. We had like this nice cold bath that was at like 40 degrees. And then you would jump in the, uh, the hot tub thing, you know, like it's this metal looking bath that has this some type of mechanism that heats up the water and you would just go back and forth. Um, so yeah, I, if you get some dry and you're having, you know, and you want to work the muscle, but it's so sensitive, if you have a bathtub, go get some ice from, you know, your local 7-Eleven or a, a grocery store and jump in there and i will actually extract the blood from that area back up to your abdominals and then you'll feel that it actually releases. And I think it did help with the, um, recovery itself. So that's awesome. To I hear. wanted to point that out. Very cool. Yeah. So I don't know what question you originally asked from that, but I had that that light bulb moment. So
0: <laughs> No, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I was just really curious to see like uh like what what you know maybe had led to that uh that injury and and that was a beautiful explanation of, of kind of the path yeah. to the race and the recovery afterwards. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So but um yeah that that uh pretty much sums up my uh weekly plural wrap up. So how about yourself?
0: <laughs> oh man, it's been it's been a busy past month, month and a half and uh in a really good way. Yeah. Went from this past uh six months, I guess, has been just crazy as we've obviously talked about. Um but it's it's been more of a uh, stressful, you know, work and, and uh, you know, training and and worrying about deadlines and, and races and stuff like that. And uh, and recently, it's just been really fun stuff. So I kicked it off, kicked off, uh, I guess, the week after we were recorded last with a snowboarding trip to Denver. Uh, flew in and uh, got to hang out with my sister and uh, brother-in-law. And that was just so rejuvenating getting to spend time with them. And, uh, and we, we went up to Steamboat for a three-day ski trip, and I got this snowboard and and just the uh, first time in 10 years actually getting out on the mountain, and it was just, oh, talk about, I mean, literally a breath of fresh air, uh, <laughs> but very much figuratively as well, and uh, it was cool. I, I had a little bit of anticipation about how the, the chops, so to speak, were going to come back to me about, you know do I still know how to snowboard after a decade? <laughs> and uh turns out I do. That was cool. So we, um, my sister's, is, uh, you know, pregnant and uh, spent most of the time in the Airbnb and met us out for, for lunch. And, and we we got to do tons of fun stuff besides the, the skiing, but um, it was uh, me and my brother-in-law uh, just wrecking the mountain. He's a, a skier and uh, was kind enough to kind of wait for me as I'm, you know getting back into the swing of things and we just yeah. had so much fun just exploring the mountain and uh spent most of the first day on like uh greens and blues and really really easy blacks and uh and then worked our way into the harder stuff over the next two days but it was just so much fun and as some people might know that there's a much heavier snowfall earlier in the season oh yeah uh, comparatively this year and so it was, Oh my gosh. Like we, no kidding. We're able to do first tracks like through, uh, the trees on, uh, a certain section of the mountain. And just, it was so special and, uh, and really, really unique experience coming from, from the East coast, you know? Oh yeah. Not ever since yeah. snow recently. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm used to just, you know, skiing groomers over here. Right. Yeah. Oh dude, I'm, that's awesome. But, I mean, yeah, it was,
0: it was truly, truly <laughs> special. And, uh, recharging in, in good ways, but, um, came back, uh, I've been getting back into, so my, my kind of uh, philosophy for the off season right now is, is working out, but just doing really ad hoc, like whatever I want to enjoyable workouts and just, just having fun with it, you know? Yeah. So the thing that got me into fitness back in probably sixth grade, I think is uh lifting and for whatever reason like up until then i'd just been you know running for for soccer and basketball and baseball and you know my only fitness had been when it was required from a sport and and i started lifting of my own accord as something to to better myself and it it really struck a chord in me as something that i really enjoyed and and uh I think I've very much surpassed that, uh, enjoyment with my <laughs> triathlon endeavors since then, yeah. but there's, there's still a romanticism that exists with the lifting that I think will continue to exist for the rest of my life. With
1: Now, that. when you would lift, would it be at a gym? Would it be at your school or at home?
0: I started out lifting on a Bowflex at our house. Okay. And then... And then I eventually kind of uh, graduated to go into the YMCA, the local YMCA, to uh, lift in the mornings before school uh, when I could drive. Yeah. And uh, and I, I started doing that and really enjoyed that. That was kind of my my uh, therapy, you know, <laughs> before the busy school day. And, and that was my way to supplement, like, swim workouts in the afternoon.
1: Okay. Would you lift with your brothers at home with the Bowflex or...? Because no, all I'm, I'm thinking of, like, is, like, you know, the Gronkowski family where the father just set up, like, <laughs> this lair in the basement and created this testosterone-filled area where just brother <laughs> v. brother just getting against each other. So I could just totally see that in your household or it's like, trying t- to one-up one each other every morning on the Bowflex
0: yeah that that totally would have fit our our household but 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 it it actually i was i was just kind of like the black sheep and my dad would would use it and and my i guess my oldest brother was uh probably like late high school about to head off to college and my other brother um had had no interest because he was he was swimming in the afternoons and he was like why would i put myself through more of this pain uh but, but yeah it was it was just it was just me like getting after it in the mornings and and uh just having a good time like we we had a really healthy uh mentality around fitness that my dad fostered um he had he had this thing where if we could uh if we could get strong enough to the point that we could do 100 good form push-ups wow would give us a, a hundred bucks and you know consecutive push-ups and that's that is difficult that is not uh, easy at all yeah, I, I couldn't do that today, you know, like good form, you know, 100 push-ups. But, but I trained for it, and I did it. And it, it just kind of taught me that you can set a goal over time and and accomplish it um, through just persistence. And it's not necessarily the hardest thing in the world. It just takes discipline and, and focus, you know. Like you got to work on it day after day, week after week. And that really set a healthy mindset uh, for me as I grew up towards fitness and i think that's what launched me into yeah let's 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 hit the flex. you know it's here why not use it yeah and uh hopefully make me faster in the pool was kind of my mindset and uh yeah it was it was great so yeah i guess looping it back around like i i figured in the off season, like let's get back to what i should have really been doing during my season this past year of lifting just to you know crush a lot of science yeah, there's a lot of science that shows cross-training, lifting, the explosive movements and stuff can really uh, help uh, with injury prevention and, uh, and of course, speed at the iron stuff. Not that I was worried about that in the Ironman, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying the lifting and uh, getting back into that a little bit. So that's been a fun part of my schedule this past four, five, six weeks. And yeah. then uh, the other thing I've been really prioritizing is I'm, I'm on winter break between semesters for grad school right now. So I've just been making sure to recharge as much as I can, doing the things that that are a little gratuitous in my schedule, like uh, video games and and watching movies and and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I've been getting back into guitar, which has been really, really uh, satisfying. I've uh, I played guitar for a long, long time, but not a whole lot in the last year or two. So that's been uh really special yeah. to get back into and and something to focus on and it's really music is is just so so uh, refreshing after um all the left brain activities like uh <laughs> you know studying and, yeah. and homework and tests and and flying is is so left brain um and music just kind of like I don't know it puts me back in balance so sometimes I forget about that
1: That's awesome. Um
0: but Yeah Besides that i I finally submitted my application for that uh, that engineering duty officer transfer I, I've talked about in the past um, so I'll find out about that here in probably a couple months. Um, that's really exciting and then i I went to back to Texas to visit my my parents and I got to sync that up with a, a visit from my my brother and his wife. Um, they're down in South Texas and uh, they were able to make the drive and we got to spend. Uh, long weekend together in uh at my parents' house and that was just really special. I haven't I haven't been there in, in a, a little bit. So Yeah. Again, a different type of recharging. Got to see a lot of family over the past month and uh got back and I've been uh incorporating yoga back into my day to day. I've been trying to get on to like a a I don't really subscribe to the New Year's resolution. I don't think that's necessarily a good way to incorporate habit patterns you know an arbitrary first of the year sort of thing i don't i certainly don't judge anybody else for doing that but um but i I ran across this yoga thing that was like hey just try doing yoga every day for the first 30 days of the year and i was like you know that's not a bad idea so i've really really enjoyed that yeah Yeah. but yeah man i i'm excited i start uh my next semester i've got two classes this uh this semester and um Start that next week and then getting back in the swing of work. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it's fun. Yeah. Life's pretty good. <laughs>
1: That's good. Sounds like 2023 yeah. is going to be a good one.
0: Oh man. It sure seems like it. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, and I survived a, uh, I had a, uh, my battery die in my truck, um, oh. last <laughs> week. That was uh, a huge bummer. It, like, not just like a weak battery. Like you need a jump. It, it was, uh, just completely like, done totally dead yeah but um but yeah anyway that's all resolved and uh and we're moving on to an an awesome year ahead yeah so really cool stuff for us in the past you know a little bit and uh jumping into the rest of the show we got um thanking our sponsors We, we again thank you everybody for if you're listening to this sticking with us through um Obviously, not a standard podcast uh, release <laughs> format. We took we took quite a quite a break there, um, but uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and uh, jumping into topics of the week. We've got uh, a couple fun ones. Um, starting out, Pat, what do you? What do you think uh, about this past year as far as your training and stuff? Do you got any lessons learned, anything that you are excited about replicating this coming year or making sure that you don't repeat?
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. At um, 2022, was just a mixed bag. Um, there was kind of like three races that really stood out to me. Um, the, maybe even four. Um, you know, in... April, I did my first 24 hour or, um, I did a hundred and 102, some change miles. (laughs) It's, uh, (laughs) yeah. And that was cool. I, um, I certainly would love to do a format like that again. Um, fast forward a couple of months, I did the quest for the crest 50 K, which is, it's more of a power hike. You know, it's like 12,000 feet of climb, 12,000 feet of descent, um, over 50 kilometers. So 31 miles. Uh, then fast forward a little bit more. I did my first, um, triathlon out in Roanoke, Virginia, uh, which was the Ironman 70.3, which is only half of an Ironman. So that's why I was able to complete it. Cause it was only half,
0: <laughs> uh, you're selling yourself short, man. And
1: then, um, and then I did Richmond marathon, um, which was good. Uh, and you know, um, super thankful to do all of them. Uh, it, every experience was, you know, it was a positive experience. And, uh, I, I, you know, I look back on this year and I always reflect back on, um, this one moment when my dad would, would, uh, I don't know. I was kind of a kid that wanted to do everything. I wanted to play guitar. I wanted to play the drums. I wanted to play soccer. I wanted to play every sport. I wanted to do this club, that club, et cetera. Um, but you know, he would always be like, there's only so much you can do. Um, and I think what he was trying to get at is like, you know, focus on certain things and do really well in those. Uh, and this past year, I kind of dabbled in everything. Um, and I reflected back on what my dad was saying and I realized like, what is, why, why am I rushing to do all these different things? Um, so going into this year, instead of, you know, doing triathlon, doing trail running, doing road running. Uh, and like, honestly that doing such a mixed bag of events, I really felt like I didn't have like a uh, direction. So this year I'm going to focus more on just road running, um, more direction focused. Uh, it's not to say I'm going to never do triathlon or never go back to trail running, but, uh, this year itself, 2023 is going to be, uh, I'm going to be a road runner. Um, love it. And I, you know, uh, if I keep my act together, stay strong, stay healthy. Um, I think, you know, this might be the year or leading up into next year where I PR, um, and you know, PR is fun, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think my biggest lesson learned is uh, take your time. Um, don't just don't feel like you have to do everything now. Um, yeah, you know. So I probably would be better if I you know wrote this stuff down and like you know put an actual realistic time frame to everything because I'm definitely <laughs> a yes person that wants to be everywhere at the same moment um but yeah i i i think that's the um in regards to like the journey of life i think that's the biggest lesson i took away from 2022 so yeah
0: that's amazing yeah man yeah so how about yourself i think i think there's man there's a lot of lessons to pull from this past year i think uh more a lot of mine are more practical nature. nature. Uh, one thing that I I touched on earlier is, you know, the cross-training piece. I I always endeavor to, you know, I'm going to do, you know, yoga continually through my training plan. I'm going to continue to lift, you know, once or twice a week throughout my training plan. And then it ends up being just this triage, you know, event where I'm... All right, I'm I've got a 16-hour week this week and I don't have time for yoga. I don't have time for for lifting. I'm just going to run, bike, swim. And and that's okay, but yeah. I really really want to get to the point where I can manage my schedule to the point where I am doing those things because um I do think those add life to your you know, your day-to-day in addition to the benefits of, you know, the injury prevention cross training, uh, the benefits to, to everything else. Um, obviously it's a, it's a time constraint, but I'm a big proponent of, of the philosophy that, that, you know, anything that's important to you, you can make time for, um, and, uh, and there's, there's, you know, a million ways I could have, I could have made, uh, made it work in my schedule. I just, I just chose to watch one more episode of something or yeah. um <laughs> you know go out go, go to out a social to, event because yeah you know it's yeah. it's easy to to justify those things but but Absolutely. at the end of the day i i i just kind of laxed on some of that stuff and yeah. I was like ah you know run bike swim is is what i'm going to do in the race so i'm just going to stick to that stuff <laughs> and, and uh i really want to break that trend um going forward um yeah, I besides mean, that, sorry. No, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna kind of counter it because, um, and maybe this is something of a lessons learned, but or, you know, I, I felt, triathlon the one of the beauties of it is. You utilize different muscle groups, um, yeah. So in a sense, like you know, for me when I'm doing my running and I need to do cross training, I'll jump on the. The stationary bike or I'll go do some swimming. Um, so I, I yeah, I,
0: it is by nature a very yeah. uh, complimentary affair. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I,
1: I, mean, I remember you stating earlier about, and not on the podcast, just in conversation, um, how, you know, you went, when you went snowboarding, you, you actually, you know, like, you know, anyone you do a sport or some type of activity that you haven't done in a while and the next day you're just like super crunchy and you know, you haven't utilized these stability muscles in so long, but you stated like, you know, you woke up the next day and you're like, man, I feel good. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, I certainly, I'm selling myself short a little bit, but as we both do. (laughs) Yeah. You and I, you know, anybody really in this, in this sport is, uh, in these, these endurance sports are, you know, type A personalities who are just trying to eke out that extra 1%. And (laughs) and I'm just kicking myself because I know I left, I left a, you know, a good 5% on the table. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that's okay. And and that's the beauty of uh, being able to look back and and find, find some data, you know, in the noise and, and realize that there's some things you can improve upon, but then also having the, the big picture to step back and, and, you know, realize that it was a really successful year i just had the one race and it was a huge success you know i was just so happy with with uh how it all went and uh obviously not regretful of anything but uh but it's exciting to to look forward and, and see things we can change um, and and to the contrapositive the uh one thing that i I'm really happy with that I, that I did was I maintained a really consistent uh, massage routine and that might sound dumb, but Mm -hmm. I, not not at all. Yeah. I, uh, every two weeks for the most part um, and sometimes stretched it to three, I was getting uh, massages during the, during the, the really heavy training that I was doing. And I swear that, that kept me from, you know, multiple injuries yeah. uh, throughout that process. And, uh, that was just such a positive aspect of, of the training program. And that's something that I definitely want to continue. Yeah. Um, and even with that, having a couple, I wouldn't say injuries, but maybe, uh, training complications is maybe a better term with specifically, um, my hamstring, my left hamstring. And then, um, my, the left, the, uh, tendonitis, I I can't remember the specific term for the tendonitis on the top of my foot that I had when we were in Wallops. Um uh, when I had my shoes too tight. Yeah. Uh it on was the beach, I mean,
1: right. It, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I I am so thankful for that experience because like I I learned so much from from just a couple of the you know, borderline injuries that I did sustain throughout that training program that I learned from and um uh, and I now know the risks of having you know those shoes that are a little too tight especially on long runs when your feet are swelling yeah and so your your tendons are taking a little more stress from from the uh the tightness of your shoes as your your feet swell on those long runs like there's there's lessons learned and everything and i uh i'm just so happy that that i was able to experience those but not um lose out on my goals in the process you know
1: yeah yeah, and um, kind of a, a thought I just had with you know the massage itself, right? Uh, you know, some people might immediately come to you know to think, well, oh, why don't you just you know st- stretch more yourself or roll out more yourself? Um, yep. and you know, I I think back to what you said earlier about you know during break it was nice to kind of let the left brain relax and uh n- not doing studying and you know not flying and you know just kind of playing guitar um totally massages that guitar right like you are you're thinking pretty well into when you're rolling out and um you know some of the toughest things is stretching yourself but so to be able to give yourself that release and you know go and let someone else um you know kind of show show their worth Mm -hmm. and like you know give them the ability to help others um i think massage is a, is a great tool um it yeah. benefits both parties um so to kind of think of it in that way just kind of came to mind so
0: yeah that's awesome yeah i love that so, so we could bring up any other lessons learned that come to mind but um i want to talk about this year yeah. and any race <laughs> race plans so i i think we both have pretty well fleshed out seasons ahead of us yeah so let's let's talk about those a little bit
1: yeah yeah um i, I i'll uh i'll jump to it so uh yeah, yeah. i i've mentioned boston um and uh you know after richmond uh i didn't run the smartest race um but i still had a you know an okay result um and uh i uh yeah boston's like Oh, April 17th I think it's a Monday and um that will be the closest you know that's my A race coming up um you know I'm I'm going to kind of feel it out if it weather's great and you know it's a good day for PR I'm going to send it if it's uh you know one of those classic boston's where it's super hot winds are blowing and I'm going to sit back and chill and, and um soak it all up but uh yeah boston uh, following Boston, we're going to start to get into the summer. Uh so with that, I'll probably pick up some 5Ks, 10Ks and uh um going to do Marine Corps with Dan. Yeah, uh, so we'll do Marine Corps and then uh my PR marathon was Houston of 2016. Um and I uh think it's time to go back. So it's not technically 2023, but it'll be January of 2024. I'm um planning on Houston and I nice. uh, I am gonna that is gonna be my race where if I am healthy through this year, um, which is gonna take some discipline, yep. uh I hope to go two forty. Um nice. So yeah, that's, that's, that's bold. That's ten minutes off in a single year. Um, do I think it's attainable? Absolutely, um, but it's gonna. Yeah, we'll see. Um, that's very far looking out, but uh, yeah. So the you know the next three will be Boston Marine Corps, and then Houston. Um, of course, you know being ready to uh, be flexible cuz that's what our our uh, community teaches us about that yep. flexibility. Yep. Um
0: and what a what a fitting plan uh, according to your, you know, let's let's be a master of a trade instead of jack of all. Yeah. You know, let's let's look at these three marathons and uh and just just focus on the goal of the PR. I love that.
1: Yeah, so um and you know, this doesn't go with just me and myself um, this isn't I mean I talked with my coach just the other week about it and uh, he was fully on board and I, I um, and I guess what he is saying like this build up to Houston is going to be like a six month build up which is pretty gnarly like I've Ooh. never done a six month training plan so I'm very it's intrigued by awesome. that yeah like I'm used to you know the four four months right 16 weeks yep So, um, yeah, man, I, uh, I'm stoked for the year ahead. Um, seriously. So we'll see, uh, you know, work is going to be good. Um, you know, as we had mentioned, my, the C2 itself is sunning down and the number of students I have to train is, you know, slowly diminishing. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, I'm really trying to soak in these last moments, I mean, uh, the ability to instruct students, whether it's kids brand new to the flat pl- platform itself, or people that have been out from the platform a while, um, just take it in. My good buddy, uh, Ozzy, who, uh, he is, he's, he's, um, I was texting him the other day and he was saying how, uh, he really misses it. And he told me, he's like, you know, really soak in every second, because before you know it's yeah. gonna be over. Um, so which it you know it's it's sad to think that, but it's also a blessing at the same time. You know, like um, it's it's a blessing a s- to think
0: it in the moment because yeah. you can appreciate it instead of retrospectively looking back and be like, man, I wish I had yeah more proactively enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, which you know goes to show that like. Um, when you have been removed from something and someone that you know is there and still doing it, remember to reach back to them and kind of remind them of, you know, how thankful they are, how lucky they are to be where they are and to soak it in. Because if it wasn't for Ozzy saying that, I probably would have just been maybe not. And it was, I, I think it was right before our flight and it really helped me soak in that flight more than just like. All right, it's another flight, and we're doing this. Um, so
0: yeah, it's easy to to get in the daily grind and, yeah. and lose perspective.
1: Yeah, so um, twenty twenty three has it's going to be a good year, maybe the best year yet.
0: I hope so. Yeah, man. So, I, I, so <laughs> I have I have some I have some similar plans from the triathlon perspective, but I am I am branching out a little more in, uh, and not just sticking like totally triathlon. Um, and I was a little conflicted about that, but, but anyway, I, um, I have a busy year planned and, but I'm really excited about it. So I, I've got my first race in April, end of April Olympic triathlon. So that's like, you know, in terms of Ironman, it's like a quarter Ironman. It's a 1.5 kilometer swim, uh, 40k bike, which is like 25 miles, and then a 10k run, so like uh, six, 6.24. Um, that's that's kind of like it's it's such a great distance for triathlon because it 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 just it takes so much of you for that that distance because it's like it's it's a long distance for sure, but it's just short enough that you can't really justify slowing down. <laughs> you can't really slow down on like a just shy of a mile swim. Yeah. You can't slow down on a 25 mile bike. You can't slow down on a 10K. Like, you're just, you're kind of just pedal to the metal the whole way. And I've always maintained that the, that if you can finish an Olympic, you can finish an Ironman because of the men- mental fortitude it takes to, to finish an Olympic, which takes, you know, really, really, you know, you're talking about um, podium. Podium athletes are finishing in like the one forties, one fifties. And by one forties I mean uh, uh an hour and forty minutes, you know, to an hour and forty minute uh fifty minutes, excuse me. Um to folks like uh, me, you know, two twenty, two thirty, and then you've got uh some other people, you know, rolling in at three hours plus. That's that's a long time to be out there and it's a long time to be going pedal to the metal for sure. So that's kind of going to be my theme of the year is I've got uh, several uh, Olympics. So I've got that w- that first one in uh, April. Then I've got a May Olympic, mid-May. Then I'm going to do the Roanoke half, which you did last year. Yeah. And, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that's a good one. And then, dude. It's beautiful. And then uh, another Olympic in July, another one in September, and then the Marine Corps marathon in october so everything should be pretty pretty stock standard uh triathlon just a little faster and shorter than i'm i'm used to um until i get to marine corps marathon and i'm a little conflicted about that because i i so i've never done a standalone marathon before i've always just done it in the triathlon format and i i really want to have a good show in it at marine corps but I also just can't stomach not doing a season of tries this year, so <laughs> I'm trying to pack it all in. We'll see how it works out. I'll obviously get some good training in the process of doing these tries throughout the season, uh, and I might suffer a little bit on my, my time at Marine Corps as a result. But I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have some time to maybe I can I can start focusing a little more on the running uh, post Roanoke half in July and just kind of kit towards the marathon distance um uh, for the running in the you know late summer going into uh, you know uh the October time frame. But um but yeah we'll see how it works out. I'm I'm hoping to maybe go like a three thirty to a three fifteen. That might be a little overzealous, but um but yeah I I think uh I think that it could work out really well and we've talked about you and I running that that pace together, whatever I can handle might be a good pace for you. Yeah. It's going be great. You're not, you're not necessarily trying to PR the Marine Corps. You're just trying to get a good workout in. And that's probably going to be, uh, about as fast as I can go.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I, I, um, yeah, I think that's completely attainable. Um, and it will, it will certainly be interesting. The lessons learned of how to, um, how to go from Roanoke to one, taking the time off, and then two, building up the the time on feet for the marathon. Yep. Um. Which, personally, what I would say to do is yoga and running. Uh, yep. And I would probably do more just um, very light jogs and a lot of yoga two weeks prior, two weeks following Roanoke, um, and then you know then start. Putting on, uh, putting time on feet, um, building up to Marine Corps with you know yoga twice a week or something. But
0: yeah, it's part of the fun. And, yeah, it sure is. And part of my thought process is if I can go, so I, this this April uh, try, I'm probably gonna you know take it a little easy, just kind of feel it out, maybe push the boundaries a little bit, but then. Three weeks later, uh, for my follow-on in May, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and really leave nothing on the table, and see if I can maybe PR because my my PR for the Olympic is uh, about two hours and twenty minutes, and if I can if I can beat that in May, that would be pretty spectacular. And then and then it's just gonna be you know having fun in the rest of the races leading up to the Marine Corps. Uh, that's kind of my if I if I had a way to to kind of choose how this season goes that that would be it and just enjoy enjoy the half enjoy the the next two olympics and then just go into marine corps and crush it but um but yeah we'll see how how it goes i definitely want to focus on lifting um obviously it's it's not going to be the same as during the off season that's going to be pared down a little bit but lifting and, and yoga to supplement a little bit and i don't know what do you i'd like to take your uh your opinion on this but the I feel like the speed I'm gonna get from from you know trying to get out for like the Olympic like the ten k run distance, I feel like that's gonna really serve me for building up speed for the marathon.
1: I agree um I mean, just based off of my training plan build up for uh, for Richmond, I was primarily just doing zone two and I had one one workout before my 10k where i did some 400 meter strides yeah um but i pretty much used my fitness test my 5k and 10k for my speed work um so i think y- you're well within um where you need to be for the marathon um, nice
0: yeah i'm so excited Dude. i've always i've always done the marathon as like the the final hurdle in a, in a race that's, you know, ends up being just a suffer fest, but I'm excited to actually approach it as like a, an isolated, just let's crush this one thing. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be really fun and getting to do it with you, getting to do it. Um, uh, one of my friends from the Naval Academy, uh, he's a, a Marine, uh, who actually ran cross country. Actually, he ran track and then cross country at the Academy. And, uh, ran a four twelve mile and <laughs> is just an absolute monster. He's actually he's the one who taught me kind of the basics of of running form and, and uh and actually biking as well. He's a really, really uh accomplished cyclist, but um but I think he's gonna be out there with us and then maybe a couple couple folks from the Hawkeye community as well that I'm really excited about. We can have a whole crew up there.
1: It's gonna be good, man. Hopefully we <laughs> yeah. should get a sick Airbnb
0: Oh, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, unless we know someone up in that area, which we totally should.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got to have probably dozen friends in the D.C. area at this point. Yeah. If we think about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll transition into the tip of the week where we talk about a cool tidbit you learned from the book Atomic Habits. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that is correct. Um, so this kind of goes into... Uh one of my, you know, goals this year is to read um 12 books. So, you know, 12 months, 12 books. Uh and uh you told me about Atomic Habits, so that's the first book. That is my January book. Um Cool. And uh I um one of the uh, things that it pointed out was, you know, uh, goals are great. I completely agree. Like to to have something um, a, a purpose to you know get you to step out the door or to open up that book. Um, uh, you certainly need the goal there, uh, but what is even more important is a system that you utilize to get to that goal. Uh, and the metaphor that the book used was, uh, the cleaning, whether it's of your house or of your room. And, uh, for instance, you know, your house is an absolute mess. So you go, I'm going to clean the house, right? So you take however many hours to either clean the house or clean the room. You get done. You achieve the goal of cleaning the house or the room and you feel great. Fast forward six weeks and the house is dirty or the room is dirty. Um, oh, no. Now, yeah, you achieved the goal earlier six weeks, six weeks earlier of you know a clean house or a clean room. But now six weeks uh, pass by and everything is a mess again. Uh, and what he is trying to get at is instead of just trying to have a goal of the clean house or whatever you want to replace that goal with, um, or replace clean house with as your goal. How about you create a system that allows for you to continue to have a cleaned house, or to continue to have a clean room? Um, yeah. And I, I think you know, like, it's such a simple concept, but it's so important. Um, and you even stated, and I'll kind of let I'll I will let you, I'll, I'll let you uh, um speak more of it, but the, the idea of something that takes less than five minutes, do you kind of want to, you know, branch off on that? And I
0: think, I think we have talked about it in previous pods, but, um, I read somewhere that, uh, one good system, (laughs) as you're talking about a system to accomplish your goal of, of staying organized and or, you know, cleaning, you know, your living space is if you see something that needs to be done, let's. You know, let's say uh, dishes in the in the sink, for example. Uh, that's an easy one. If if you can accomplish the task of of washing those dishes or putting them in the dishwasher, whatever, um, in less than five minutes, then just go ahead and knock it out. Of course, assuming you have five minutes free, which oftentimes we do have a ton of free time and we just end up mismanaging it. That's that's how we generally get into extremists in these things. Um, and if you just kind of approach everything as a rule of, all right, if I, can, if I can put that pair of shoes away in less than five minutes, which of course I can grab my shoes and go to my closet and put them away in, you know, 12 seconds, then I'm just going to knock it out r- right now. And if you just kind of do that, then all of a sudden you realize that, oh man, I actually don't have to spend you know a whole day cleaning the house or whatever and uh that's that's worked for me for uh yeah probably upwards of 5 years now <laughs> and i i i have uh, as a general rule i also use my sunday afternoons is like my cleaning day i also order groceries or go grocery shopping on su- on sunday afternoons and just kind of get ready for the week and sometimes i'll actually you know get to my sunday and be like I actually don't have to clean because i i knocked everything out during the week or maybe i just have a really short you know 15 to 30 minute you know period of of cleaning whatever needed to be cleaned because everything else is knocked out instead of being some daunting like you know task that that i yeah you know end up not starting because it's just it's just too much to handle it's it's like oh it's no big deal and that is such a satisfying uh, way to do things. Which, of course, I I don't always succeed at that. In case of point, right now I I'm in desperate need of, you know, having a deep organizational cleaning day. <laughs> but as a general rule, <laughs> it, it works really well. <laughs>
1: and when he says deep, it's actually not that deep. I'm I literally am at his place right now, and it's yeah, it's all clean. comparative. I guess yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think. um, Yes, have goals, but ultimately, um, I think what is important is focus on the system that allowed you to get to that goal. So, yeah, yeah, you know.
0: it'd be kind to yourself in the process and, yes. you know, don't, don't necessarily beat yourself up because you didn't accomplish that goal, um, uh, or you didn't create that system to, you know, it, it, we are in the metaphorical marathon of life and, yeah. uh, <laughs> you can't get mad at yourself because you, you uh, screwed up that one mile split in the marathon. Like you, yeah. gotta, you yeah. got 25 miles to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, yeah. if you don't, have, uh, if you don't have achieve the goal itself, there is a system in which that there's a system that you learn during that you can then take on to achieve another goal. Um, yeah. So, and it's not just it a single system, right? It's a, it's multiple systems that help you achieve. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Another another way to look at at things that I thought might be helpful is uh, people view you know kind of a binary success failure. Like if you're trying to accomplish a goal, like if right now, you know, start of the year for people who have done their uh, New Year's resolutions is kind of perfect perfect time to talk about this. Is uh, you know if you're if you're trying to eat healthier or work out more often or, or what have you, uh, it can feel really demoralizing to kind of quote unquote fail, fail a given day by, by not, not progressing towards your goal. But if you chop that day into three periods of morning, afternoon, and night that can help with that. And I've certainly found this, you know, just kind of reframing the way you think about it, that Okay, maybe maybe I really screwed away my Saturday morning by not being productive and I really planned to be productive, but I've got two more periods of that day. I've got the afternoon and I've got the evening. So, I didn't do the the cleaning I was supposed to do. I didn't do that yoga session or, you know, I didn't go grocery shopping in the morning, but let's go ahead and crush the afternoon. Yeah. And or the evening, you know. Yeah. And that's a way that you can, I don't know. The brain works in mysterious ways and Oh, dude. <laughs> It's so maybe true. appease it a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
0: Cool. Yeah. So that's the tip of the week. Focus yeah. more on your systems than your goals.
1: Yeah. So how about quote of the week? What are, we, are we working with?
0: All right, Pat. I, I have prepared a quote of the week for you.
1: Ooh, I'm <laughs> intrigued.
0: And I'm, I'm not going to tell you where this is from quite yet. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you afterwards. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. Amazing breakthrough. Scientists have discovered a revolutionary new treatment that makes you live longer. It enhances your memory and makes you more creative. It makes you look more attractive. It keeps you slim and lowers food cravings. It protects you from cancer and dementia. It wards off colds and the flu. It lowers your risk of heart attacks and stroke, not to mention di- diabetes. You'll even feel happier, less depressed, and less anxious. Are you interested?
1: Oh, Yeah. Can I, can I take a guess? You sure can. Is it plants?
0: It's not plants. Oh, wow. <laughs> Although I'm sure I'm sure plants would contribute to uh so yeah. all, all of the above. Okay. Uh, what we're talking about is sleep. Ooh. And this is a quote from the book uh Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, which we have we've referenced several times on the pod previously. But um it's a book about uh basically the importance of sleep and how it interplays to our day-to-day lives and inter- interfaces with our our health and fitness, and uh, I thought that quote was perfect because it it highlights how we we love you know the those those headlines that grab us on you know in the newspaper or on YouTube or you know on the internet or whatever and. Anything you can get to to make you look younger or, yeah. or lose lose weight, like yeah. you're gonna get everybody's attention <laughs> if it has some credible credible background, or you can you can have the clickbait title or whatever. But um, but it turns out sleep sleep is what our body craves, um, and, and there's so many aspects of of our body undergoing sleep that that contributes to our overall health and uh, and betterment and i thought that was that was such a great uh, quote from that book that kind of highlights uh, something that we can sometimes forget about and just striving to get a good night's sleep and uh, and have a good sleep hygiene you know avoiding uh the blue light before bedtime you know sleeping in a dark environment you know in a cool environment avoiding alcohol before sleep all that stuff you know it's uh it's kind of remarkable and i think both of us can attest to you know our endeavors to you know sleep sleep better during our training this past year and how that has improved our lifestyle
1: yeah 100 percent.
0: (laughs) yeah i love that same (laughs) well thanks for letting me share that with you
1: yeah dude thank you for sharing (laughs) i'm I'm better uh, for it
0: i hope so i i certainly am i love that book um cool do we have any saved rounds for today we were kinda of all over the place, but I, yeah. I think that was a good thing.
1: I think it was a it was a very organic, free flowing uh conversation. Um one thing I, I, I forgot to uh mention was uh my living quarters.
0: Oh uh, yes. Yeah.
1: So should I should I uh let's re- let's look let do me ask it now or should I do it next one?
0: I I'm not a big fan of cliffhangers, Ooh. so let me just let me just frame the question as: uh, Would you like to tell us about your home renovations?
1: Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it was August of 2021. I bought my first house, um, and it was it it was a cool 1946 Cape Cod house with this intricate garden and. I was very much had this, you know, new buyer brightness and so brought in, um, come to find out it was just too much for me. Um, and I, I look back and the house is absolutely gorgeous. And, um, but I realized, I come to find out that it was just too much for me. Um, maybe from a investment perspective, it, I, I, yeah, maybe I should have hung on to it and rented it and this and that, but I kind of came to terms with myself of like what actually matters. Um, and for me, it was the peace of mind. So, uh, right before leave, I closed on the house and, uh, about two weeks prior to that, I bought a Sprinter van. Um, I bought a, uh, Winnebago, uh, Revel, which is um, like those Sprinter vans you see that deliver Amazon boxes. Um, instead of having <laughs> Amazon boxes, it was uh, outfitted by a Winnebago, by the company Winnebago, and um, it's a Class B RV. Uh, so yeah, instead
0: of having your Christmas presents in it, it has a, a patent in it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and this is the first week I've lived in it. Um, and honestly, it's been so peaceful uh i moved into an rv park so i i pay for an actual lot i have electricity and water and um laundry facilities and shower and bath etc um and it's been good i i get back to my house and i'm i'm not worried about uh keeping up with the joneses making sure my garden looks nice and my grass is cut uh, um, and instead I, I get home and I maybe pull out the little, uh, dust buster and I vacuum, a 20 <laughs> square foot spot that has some dirt. Cause I pulled it in from, uh, my shoes and then I bring my bed down and make my bed. I get in bed and I go to bed. Um, but it, it's love it. it's been great. Uh, obviously, like you know, it's not for everyone, right? Like if I had kids, it definitely wouldn't work. Um, yep. But for where I am in time and space right now, it it's uh it's been great. Uh, the spot's right by the ocean, so I've um, one of my goals as well. Besides reading twelve books, is to see the sunrise as much as possible. And uh, nice. I'm three days in a row right now of watching the sunrise. Actually, this morning I. Got out there and I uh, went and did a cold dip in the Atlantic Ocean um, <laughs> as the sun was rising and it was super cool and then I you know went to work did a little run so yeah I uh went from about twenty three hundred square feet to about maybe a hundred <laughs> so uh quite a drastic change um but uh a change that needed to take place
0: um so Dude, yeah i am I'm so proud of you for seeing seeing a change that you wanted to see in your life and enacting it that's uh admirable
1: yeah, I appreciate it so bravo, yeah, we'll see I'm only uh six days into it, so' we'll, <laughs> we'll see where I'm at at the next podcast but uh <laughs> yeah. I, based off of you know just the recent um experiences so far i i uh, definitely foresee this continuing how long? I don't know. But right now, um, for some time. So yeah, uh, save rounds. I guess I really didn't do save rounds, but, um, yeah, 2022 was good. I, uh, certainly grew. I, uh, got stronger. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm overall just thankful for where I am, I'm, I'm thankful that we sat down at Benchtop, or sorry, not Benchtop, <laughs> Yorgo's, and we had the conversation of starting this podcast. Um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think many things take place like that. Many ideas and adventures uh, are created when you never thought they would actually be created. Um, so
0: just given the opportunity for a cup of coffee or or a beer or, you know, whatever. And just, you know, experiencing life with somebody else, like, uh, yeah, you have no idea where it could take you. Yeah. It's amazing. So,
1: um, that's part of the fun. So structure is fun, but also fluid, like fluid movement is cool as well. So,
0: (laughs) and we're kind of in the business of fluidity. Yeah, that and, uh, is for
1: sure. <laughs> as we don't know what we're doing tomorrow because our flight schedule is probably not out yet. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, That's a very beautiful fact, and also can be really yeah. frustrating at times.
1: Yeah. So, how about you? Any saved rounds? I,
0: I I'd say just to you know a broader recap of of this past year. You know, there was there was a lot of a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, and uh, and a lot of solace uh i i think the the high point of the year for me was probably about mile 20 of the marathon during the iron man you know probably 12 13 hours into into the race and just yeah just having like the most pain i think i've ever experienced in my body <laughs> but also this just you know, concrete smile on my face that I couldn't get rid of if I wanted to. And just absolute gratitude for, for this experience that we call life. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been just such a, such a great year and so many, so many cool things have happened. And, uh, and, and guess what? Those, those come along with bad things at times and that's okay. And, uh, and getting to having the volition to, to put yourself in tough situations and and overcome them is something that i i will never cease to be amazed by it's It's just truly special. Yeah. I'm really thankful for that I love that yeah,
1: yeah
0: dude. well, did we have fun today?
1: dude I had a blast um yeah, it's been a while since we've done it. It's been a while um but <laughs> yeah i i had i had a great time. Um, man, I am just so full of energy right now. So how about yourself?
0: Yeah, this is, I'm just so invigorated by our, our doing this podcast. And uh, I hope, I hope the listeners are as well. It's really, really special to to share our experiences with everybody. And uh, I feel like we, we also grow through the process of talking about this stuff. And that's something to be appreciative of as well. Um, And I, I am today, as much as ever, thankful for, for the experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, if anybody has any questions or feedback or anything they want to send in, feel free to send an email to CrestorPodcast at com. Other than that, this concludes Episode 11. And uh, welcome to the new year, everybody. And we hope for the best in your 2023. Yeah. We will see you later.
1: See you, guys. Happy New Year.